Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Oh, it is the Nightcap. Yes, it is. And we got an Aaron Judge walk off. We got Otani San giving up three singles. Satars to start tonight's game. He gets out of that jam, giving up no runs. Good day of baseball. We got a nice night of baseball as well. This Mariners Astros game is an interesting one. 2 2 here in the bottom of the sixth. Holden Kushner hanging out with you tonight, host of the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Wes Reynolds, as you know very well. He's a marathon man. He's been up all day. Just, you know, I wake up, Wes Reynolds is on. Get some lunch. I think you were on. It reminds me, do you remember the show in Living Color, Holden? How do I not? You brought and up microfiche. How am there, I going to not there, know that? There was, there was a uh, little bit. Uh, it was a, a family called the Headleys from the West Indies, and they did uh, Hey Mon, and the kid had one job. He goes, one job. When I was there, I had a paper route, and I was an Amway <laughs> distributor, and I was this, and I was that. That's what I feel like. One show. One like, show. come on now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm telling get on, you. G-O-M-L, get on my level, right? Get on my level. Yeah, <laughs> get on my level. There's a lot of different levels we're going through tonight. By the way, Blue Jays just took out Detroit 5-3. to three. Uh, So they had a team total of 5.5. They were really juiced up. For those of you that had the under there, you cash. You had the over. I think you know what happens. Uh, and, and really, I like this baseball board tonight. I'm completely locked into this Houston-Seattle game. And listen, Seattle's 10 games back. It would be... Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it impossible, but very slight chance of them catching the Astros. But I'm really rooting for them, Wes. And it's not because I'm backing them monetarily. I'm rooting for them 
because I want him to end the longest streak without a postseason appearance in North American sports, not just baseball, Wes, North American sports. That That's amazing. Uh, and look, Seattle, uh, Logan Gilbert finding a way to get it done. Both of these pitchers, Gilbert and Urquidy, I think have kind of been lucky to start the season, but nevertheless, they are both still in in the sixth inning. Uh, Logan Gilbert, 93 pitches, five hits, two earned, two walks, and five strikeouts. Your quitty, six innings pitch, two earned runs, three hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. So both of these guys still kind of pitching above their metrics and above their skis a little bit. And uh, speaking of a guy who had uh, pitched above very poor metrics, that would be Kikuchi oh. for the Blue Jays. And maybe that managerial change up there of Montoyo being out has done Kikuchi very good. He only goes five innings, but only gives up two hits and one earn. I know the Tigers aren't exactly murderer's row at the play, but nevertheless, you needed some confidence because I, I was looking at that today. I was like, I can't lay over $2 with the Blue Jays. I know no. the Tigers are absolutely terrible, no. but Kikuchi just hadn't shown anything, but a nice outing tonight, 5-3 win for the Jays. Yeah, that was big for him. The Phillies look pretty good today. Schwarber goes deep again. I mean, this dude. Kyle Schwarber from Indiana University, by the way. The Harvard of the Midwest. You know what I should have done before the show started? <laughs> I should have just looked up every professional athlete from the state of Indiana. You want to talk about a guy that would have really been in love with me? Wes Reynolds over here. Oh, he knows everybody from Indiana. Who's the best Indiana athlete in the history of the world, Wes? Oh, gosh. That is hard to say. On a professional team sports level, tough to go against Larry Legend. I mean, how do you? Of course. On. Should have known that. From uh, French Lick, Indiana. So, uh, Larry Bird, I think, would be a, a top guy. There's a few others, too. I'll throw them out. All right, we'll, we'll go away from Indiana. We'll go to Colorado real quick. The Dodgers are just dismantling the Rockies. 8 nothing right now. Uh, I'm just looking at the line. Dodgers minus 7,000. I mean, you want a whale play, a super whale play tonight, Wes? You know, unload the bank account on a minus 7,000 play? Mm -hmm. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, I, I've got the over here, but oh, I yeah. am going to get worried that maybe the Dodgers are going to have to get it all by themselves because Colorado Rockies only one hit now going into the bottom of the fourth uh Will Smith uh, getting jiggy with it, shall we say. Four RBIs for the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight. So eight to nothing. Uh, three errors already for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they are definitely in the dog days of summer. Yeah, the good news for you, though, if you get the over, is that the Rockies bullpen is hot garbage. Mm -hmm. I am a little bit surprised, to be perfectly honest with you, because the Rockies at home this year, even on the road, their average against left-handed pitching, they got an 894 team OPS at home against left-handed pitching and today they just haven't gotten anything done against yeah that's Anderson. why i did like the over because i, I think tyler anderson was due a little regression obviously mm -hmm. jose urena only goes three innings eight or, or seven earned uh eight total mm -hmm. runs three walks two strikeouts gives up eight hits as well so uh short outing austin gomber now on in relief for the rockies uh talk to me here mariners astros 2-2 right i i'm on in mariners i'm sitting here looking at this game saying boy plus 120 that's what this this line opened as, and I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna go reinvest in this game right now at a plus one twenty. That being said, um, what are your thoughts on this game going forward with the Mariners and the Astros yeah, both bullpens? Yeah, it's gonna be the battle of the bullpens here because uh, Gilbert ninety eight pitches. I don't see him coming back out for the seventh. We'll see if your quitty at ninety pitches comes out for the top of the seventh. But uh, we were talking about I think those uh, bullpen ERAs last night, and I know that that's something that you're looking at at least a yeah. little bit in the futures market standpoint. And uh, uh, just looking at the uh, – and, and and looking at the walks and hits burnings pitch, of course. Uh, two best in the league. Yes. Seattle at 110 and Houston at 113. Seattle at 345 ERA, so 275. So I think if you've got a better price, just hold on to your yeah, bet with the Mariners. Sit there. Sit there at minus 120 and – 
or at plus 120, see if the Astros can get a, a batter or two on board and then, you know, slam that, see if you can get a plus 150 at some point in time and, and you're looking good. But that was a great start from Lover Gilbert, man. He gave up two in the first and then he just mm-hmm. settled down for the rest of the game. I thought he was magnificent. And let's not forget, Wes, that this is a Mariners team that seems to come from behind every single game. Yeah. Every game. Yeah, they, they never give in. They've got a good young core, and I'm interested to see what they do at the deadline. I don't know if it's going to be any type of seismic mm-hmm. trade for the Mariners, but when you look, all these guys coming together, uh, Julio Rodriguez, of course, mm-hmm. leading it off, uh, J.P. Crawford, they got Suarez in the deal. The Reds basically gave him away. Jesse Winker as well. So they're all kind of coming together. Uh, Mariners uh, trying to reverse that sweep that they got at home last weekend at the hands of the Astros. I'm rooting for him, buddy. I'm rooting for him. Uh, and there's Logan Gilbert on the uh, bench. So he, here would be my plan of attack if you're live betting. I'm a huge live better. Uh, will not have the capability to do that tonight. So I want to be completely transparent about that. I, anytime I, I place a live bet, I'm in it. Uh, I'm not in. Here's how I would handle it if I could live bet this right now. I would wait for the Mariners to get through this top of the seventh inning. I still think that this is the team uh, that's going to take care of business. I would wait. I bet you we get a plus 145, maybe a 150 in the bottom of the seventh inning. So I'd wait for the Mariners to get through here and see if you can come back if you're not in this game and you want to be. So there's another game. Um, Anything else that's caught your eye tonight? Uh, Otani's always must-see TV Mm -hmm. out there in the Circa Sportsbook. They ended up turning up the volume, so that's the one – key game tonight he brings the heat man after giving up three straight singles in a bases loaded situation uh he took care of business after that he's he's the yeah most, he did uh gave yeah. up the three singles yeah. and then get, strikes yeah. out the side so yeah we saw otani last time last week against the braves when he had like 11 strikeouts in mm-hmm. six innings only 71 bitches and of course they rightfully send him out for the seventh but he got shelled for six runs in atlanta last thursday night so we'll see if uh, the same thing is going to happen and that's what kind of is interesting like when we go to the mvp and we go to the side and we know uh, mike trout it came out yesterday this back issue is a little bit more than a back issue yeah. so we don't know if he's going to be back for the season so the halos at 42 and 56 really the only reason to go to the ballpark and see those guys is shohei otani so I don't think this is going to get into a situation where it's like, okay, they're going to rest him a little bit because he has the arbitration year next year, and then he's a free agent in 2024. Obviously, I think the Halos would love to lock this guy up and 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 not have to trade potentially a generational player away or lose him for nothing. So, uh, yeah, they're going to keep Otani out there. And uh, I didn't do anything with this game really tonight. Kind of leaned to the under a little bit with Howard and Otani. Giving you a dime. You put it on Judge at minus 105 or Otani plus 110 for the MVP right now. Uh, I'm sitting on a Judge ticket from the preseason, so I'm not going to do anything with it. But look, I'm not one of these guys that's like, okay, I'm just going to make a case for my bet and be kind of a lawyer (laughs) here. It's like if Otani gets the MVP, he gets the MVP. I think he's very deserving. I think Aaron Judge is very deserving. Obviously, Aaron Judge has a little bit more support around him, not only in the field and at the plate, but also on the mound. So, But the Yankees, to be quite fair, they were not predicted by a lot of people to win the East. And this is a contract year for Aaron Judge. So that's why I liked it. Contract year was pretty healthy last year. Mm-hmm. Only missed a handful of games. Uh, didn't miss the 20, 30, 40 games that we're used to seeing Aaron Judge uh, miss. So, yeah, it, it's right there even. But I don't think voters are going to be saying, okay, Otani's on a bad team, so we're not going to reward no. him. And that's just what we're going to deal with going forward now. Because I don't want to say most of the voters, but a lot of the voters, Wes, 
that used to say you got to be on a team with a winning record. A lot mm-hmm. of those guys are not voting anymore. Yeah, well, now you've got a new crop of voters mm-hmm. that actually look at the stats. Some of them actually look at the advanced stats a little bit, and they just don't go on, you know, like when they're awarding a Cy Young, where they're not just looking, well, this guy was 19 and six, you know, well, well, what was his run support and whatnot? So they're taking everything into consideration now. I did a, a study with a buddy of mine, Ryan Spader, the ace of Spader on Twitter. I love the kid. I follow him. Yes. Yeah. He and I used to do a couple podcasts together and we went through and redid all the Cy Young awards like over the last 75 years. And I would say maybe 20% would have stayed the same. Not mm-hmm. even, any reliever is not winning the Cy Young award. Not yeah. at all. You know, we talked to Bedrosian's kid. We're like, I'm sorry, man. Your dad, your dad wouldn't have won the thing. Right. Is it Bedrosian or Reardon? One of the two. I don't remember. I think maybe it was Reardon. But you go back in time. This thing has changed so much that let's say the last 150 Cy Young Award winners. I mean, maybe 115, 120 would change. It's just that because they used to go on wins. Yeah. They used to go on wins, Wes. All right. Listen, we're going to be winning in a second. Wes was a big part of VSIN's college football guide. And we're going to come back. Let's talk about it. VSIN.com backslash subscribe. If you're not already in there, we got the college guide. We got the pro football guide coming out next. But let's look at the Heisman race because I dug into this this afternoon. Wes talked about it on my guys and uh, really want to get your thoughts on maybe two or three bets that we can make going forward on the 2022-23 Heisman Trophy race. He is Wes Reynolds. My name's Holden Kusher. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight on the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends 
safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, the college football guide is out right now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. Only way to get access to this year's football betting guide. Become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up for VSIN All Access today. Get everything we offer. The entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at vsin.com backslash subscribe. And welcome back into the program. It is the nightcap. It is Holden Kushner and Wes Reynolds, who, as we mentioned last night, was knee deep in college football preparation. The football guide is out. How are you feeling now that it's all over? Is it namaste time? Is it nap time? No, it's just getting started because obviously now you have the full card. And I was talking about mm-hmm. this with Vinny Maiulo, uh, the sports newest sports betting yep. Hall of Famer uh, down at Gone Gaming at the South Point who joined us on the Lombardi line today. And talking with Vinny, it used to be with the college football games, the first week of the season, like that first week of September, you wouldn't get it until maybe the first or second week of August. These have been up now for several weeks, the the whole first week card, not just necessarily the games of the year, which got put up not only at the South Point, but a couple other places uh, the first week of June. And usually that's kind of to drive some business during a dead time. Also, you know that it's mainly sharp guys. You know, it's not casual bettors betting 10 or $20 that are going to tie their money up for a game that's not going to be played until four, four or five months uh, from that date. But it's usually a lot of sharp guys that kind of beat the numbers in the place a little bit. So that way the bookmakers can say, okay, am I off here? Somebody I respect is hitting me on this team. And we've got a couple different games of a certain team up. So that's why they do it. But now it's just so early. And I guess there's a consumer demand for it because people want to bet these. They don't want to wait until two weeks before (laughs) and then finally look at the college football card like you used to. Well, yeah, because the casinos love the sharp guys. They don't like them taking their money, but they can take everybody else's money. You know, they can see what line moves are going to be or what guys' opinions are for the season for pretty low limits. I mean, you know, take two or three dimes. Not going to take what they would take on a normal college football Saturday on game day. That's when the limits are going to be the highest for college football and the NFL. But when you put this out there early, you get a little bit of an idea. You're not going to give away the store. You're going to give a guy, you know, 2,000, 3,000, whatever it is to go ahead and get that number that's going to be quite different than probably when it's going to be, you know, in November when a game of the year is played. So that's what you're trying to do. And that's all these guys are trying to do when they bet these games of the year is just get number equity. And sometimes they're going to get it their way where it's like, okay, I'm taking 14. And then they end up being like a three point dog on game day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I got 11 points of value. 
or it's going to go against me. I took 14, and now it's 17 on on game day. So that's the chance you take when you bet those games of the year. All right, so let's. you guys did a huge breakdown on so many different things. I just mentioned it in the read. So we got the 131 FBS teams previewed. We got the conference picks. There's arrows up and down. Mm-hmm. That's your make. I love arrows. I'm just a big fan. It's kind of my niche, Wes. We got Mackinac's power ratings. And then how do you make your own power ratings? I love that. I love the nerdy stuff. Right. I, I read that. I just dug right into that. But my favorite section was the Heisman Trophy. Huh? Let's get into this for a second here. How many, how many players right now would you build a portfolio with? Yeah, I only have one bet right now, and I'll get to that. It's a little bit of a longer shot down the board because the favorites are the favorites, I think, for a reason. And you start up at the top with C.J. Stroud, and why not? At BetMGM, I believe he's got 14% of the tickets, but 25% of the money, and he's around 2-1. to one. I think that's plus 250 I'm seeing right now at DraftKings. And why not? A guy completed 72% of his passes, 4,435 yards, 44 touchdowns against six picks. So... Ohio State, we know, is going to be mm-hmm. terrific offensively, and and you you saw that in the Rose Bowl last year. You saw it really all over the place. We'll see if they continue to have to outscore teams if that defense isn't a little bit better. I think it is going to be a little bit better where maybe Ohio State doesn't have to, you know, score 40-some points to win games anymore, even though they're still going to. Bryce Young is the second choice, uh, plus 350. He's getting 10% of the bets at BetMGM, about 13% of the handle, so... Look, when you look at that, almost 40% between the two favorites and why not. But I want to go a little bit down the board and and try to get a little value. And keep in mind, these Heisman odds are going to adjust from a week-to-week basis on the season. Remember, we saw Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, who was way down the board and at one point became the favorite to to go ahead and win this. Aiden Hutchinson was another guy at Michigan, way down the board. So, one guy that is attracting a lot of action is Will Anderson, but at only 20 to 1, I can't bet him. If you got the 50 to 1 or the 40 to 1, he is the defensive end, of course, from Alabama, arguably the best player in college football, regardless of position. I think the word's already out on him, and you're just not getting enough at 20 to 1, I think, to bet him. But we do know that it's a, it's a quarterback award now. Mm-hmm. Four straight years, it's turned into the NFL MVP. That being said, there's one guy. At a running back position, that's a higher profile position, right? The chances of Bijan winning this thing, I mean, it's probably not great, right? Bijan Robinson, though, at 20, 20 to 1, 25 to 1, you shop around. He's got a big game against Alabama early in the season. He's on a program, Texas, that you're really trying. If they could get back in that playoff mix, he's going to get all mm-hmm. of the attention. How long of a shot is Bijan? At 20 to one. Well, I think he's probably appropriately priced. There's a lot of expectations for Texas this year. It's kind of been some like the Sooners, some like the Longhorns, but clearly the talent is there. And then not too far down from him is Quinn Ewers, who is the transfer from Ohio State, but is from the state of Texas. So he's going home at least to start for one year, maybe until Arch Manning arrives at the University of Texas at Austin uh, next fall. But, you know. When you've got a couple guys, I think, positioned so closely on the same team, it is very tough. It's almost like the Oscars for Best Actor, and you got like two people from the same mm-hmm. movie or two people from the same show at the Emmy Awards. Are they going to split <laughs> the awards? Like you look at Ohio State. Now, I think it's going to be biased towards Stroud, but you still got Smith and Jigba up there at 25 to 1. You've also got Travion Henderson at 35 to 1. Both those guys are going to have monster years. But so that's why I think people maybe like Jackson Smith and Jigba thinking, 
maybe this is going to be a Devontae Smith type of thing, you know, where, where, where he goes ahead and wins it out of nowhere, but you're still not getting him at like 201 like he was that year. How active are you in season placing bets here? Because like you said, every week it changes, right? One mm-hmm. guy has a big week. Now, all of a sudden, he's the favorite. How how involved are you? Week I to probably week? will be a little bit more active this year, but I think, you know, around this time is where you want to try to get numbers. And that's what I think you're looking to do is just get a number that you think is going to drop and a guy that's going to be a viable candidate. Like, look, you're not going to get a lot of variance with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Caleb Williams unless they get hurt or something like that. And then they pretty much drift up the board and, and you know, they're taken off. So you're not going to see much changes in those prices. So I want to look, you know, not maybe necessarily way, way down there, but kind of in the intermediate range. And the the one bet I talked about that I did make was Tyler Van Dyke. And you see him 35 to one. I've actually seen him at 25. He is the quarterback for the University of Miami. He is getting a new offensive coordinator, though, because Rhett Lashley now takes the head job at SMU. But he is getting Josh Gaddis, who won the Brawls Award for the nation's top assistant. Josh Gaddis, of course, was at University of Michigan. They were the best rushing offense in the Big Ten. But this is going to be different because you got a a gunslinger there at quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. You kind of wonder where the U would have been last year I know they put all their eggs in Derek King's basket yeah. but he got hurt if they would have went with the kid right away maybe Manny Diaz would still be coaching there and Mario Cristobal Ooh. wouldn't have a 10-year deal but I think they wanted to make that change because Cristobal obviously a very elite recruiter but Tyler Van Dyke the ACC is really loaded with quarterbacks yeah. because you look Tyler Van Dyke uh Devin Leary from NC State Keaton Slovis the USC transfer now at Pitt DJ Uyongale from Clemson, he's like maybe the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the conference coming in. Good job on the pronunciation. Yeah, it's taken a lot of practice, believe me. I mean, I'm impressed. (laughs) That is not an easy one. You know, it took me a while to do Mankiewicz. You you, you can just go DJU. It's it's the same thing. Alberto. Yes, it's the same thing. He's got to be better, though, this year because uh, he has a a freshman right behind him, uh, the kid from Austin Westlake, who is a five-star kid. You know, so he's going to have to be a lot better offensively. That's where Clemson disappointed last year. They were still very good defensively, top 10 national defense. But the offense, I think, ranked around a little bit over 100 nationally. So we'll see. Uh, Cade Klubnik is actually the guy's name, and he is actually on the first page of the board. Now that I look at it, 60 to 1, maybe we're going to have a Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant situation from a few years ago where Klubnik is the role of Trevor Lawrence because five-star guy, Austin Westlake High School, going to be tough to keep him on the bench well again you've got this great college football guide out there right now can't recommend it enough went through got through i mean listen it's a big one i only got through about 35 percent of it today Mm -hmm. about a third of it so it's a lot more for me to read on that flight home tomorrow i'll tell you that much vcin.com backslash subscribe i completely recommend it next we're going to switch things to the nfl we got some topics to discuss with barry wilner who is an ap sports writer Covering the NFL for 46 years. Wes, he's been covering it since you were born. <laughs> and I was too, walking around in diapers by then. Those were the good old days. All right, so we'll come back. We'll do that. We're going to talk some NFL. Barry Wilner, he's Wes. I'm Holden. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome back. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. They've helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke-free, spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, there have been times in life where I need to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. And I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different, and everyone's on their own journey. So, whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen's going to be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor, the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and you want to learn more today, go to Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, the product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, the National Football League is an addiction for me. I think it is for you, Wes. I absolutely love it. I'm so excited. We've got um, a man that just retired after 46 years as an AP sports writer. I know he has the utmost respect. So many people in the league, Peter King, many other. I just realized that I worked with his uh, son, Evan, at SiriusXM uh, for a little bit on MLB Network Radio. That was great. He's a good kid. So congratulations on raising a wonderful child and a great career, Barry. Thanks for the time. Well, thank you very much. And uh, it was 46 years of fun, I have to say. And I think you guys would agree. You know, what we do is not exactly ditch digging. No, yeah. I mean, I look at the preseason now. Do you, do you miss? Well, you probably didn't do this. I just get so excited, Barry, this time of year. I get to see play-by-play from every single beat writer about what happened on a handoff here in training camp. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I got to be honest with you. I'm not being I'm not being honest with you. I can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> we need the information, though. We need the information, but I think the only thing that really is important in the preseason is injuries. Uh, beyond that, you know, we know that the quarterbacks and, and the big stars like a Derrick Henry or um, you know Christian McCaffrey, we need to see a little bit of them. Uh, because they were coming off injuries, but you're not going to see very much of them. And, um, you know, I'm glad they got back to three preseason games. I'd like to see eventually get back to two preseason games. And, uh, you know, we get the football started by Labor Day. Barry, speaking of injuries, uh, we had a big one down in Tampa Bay today. The starting center, Ryan Jensen, carted off with a knee injury. The source was saying not looking good. And you look at the Tampa Bay offensive line, all of a sudden that middle, the two guards, uh, Ali Marpet retires, and then uh, Kappa is now with the Cincinnati Bengals. So now Jensen, who knows, we don't have a uh, time frame yet, but you know, looking like he is certainly going to miss a decent amount of time. Tom Brady elects to come back uh, 45 years old for another run at a Super Bowl, 13-4 and four disappointing finish against the Rams last year. But when does Father Time finally catch up with Tom Brady? Because it certainly hasn't for the last 20-plus years. I think the only one who can answer that is obviously Brady, and he couldn't answer it this year because he changed his mind. And, um, you know, there are people who say that uh, maybe his family wanted him to keep uh, playing as much as he wanted to. And that, that may be a, a little bit of a factor. But you make a great point about the offensive line because otherwise the Buccaneers are pretty strong again. And it's not the greatest division there. And there's only one team, I think, in the Saints that could even challenge them there and probably won't. Um, and But Brady, you know, Brady's somewhat stationary. And uh, to not have the kind of offensive line that he had last year and certainly the year before could be a factor for that team. 
but I don't think it's going to be a, a real um, deciding factor, um, at least not during the regular season. Barry, you brought up the Saints. So it's minus 250 for the Bucks in the division, plus 310 for the Buccaneers. It is Jameis Winston. You know, Michael Thomas coming back. They drafted Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry. We know they have a tremendous defense as well. What's your take on the Saints? Because you, it sounds like you think they got a chance to at least make some havoc for the Buccaneers in the division. I don't think that uh, they can um, uh, beat the Buccaneers in that division. Uh, but I do think they can uh, certainly contend for the for a wild card. Uh, I'm not all that impressed by many teams in the NFC. I think the AFC is a lot better. And uh, I think that the Saints, if Winston could stay healthy and can play the way he did going 5-2 and two last season for New Orleans, uh, I don't think that they're a terrible bet uh, to make the playoffs. And, you know, once you get in the playoffs uh, and you have a defense the way they do with a really big pass rush, uh, things can really fall in your lap. And it looks like, at least at first glance, that the NFC is going to be pretty wide open. So uh, Green Bay Packers won the NFC North last year. They're the favorite yet again. But obviously, looking at Aaron Rodgers' receiving core, not a lot of real standouts there. I think uh, of that veteran group, only Randall Cobb had over 750 yards, and that was a couple of years ago in Dallas in 2019. So Maybe the Green Bay Packers are a little vulnerable in that division, Barry, and that attention turns to the Vikings. There were some comments from the new GM, uh, Quesi Adolfo Mensa, saying, hey, we don't have a Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So obviously, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, that was a message sent to a guy that's got one year left on his deal. What do you expect out of the Vikings? They finally have an offensive coach, I think, to go with an offense that could potentially be pretty dynamic. I don't expect very much out of the Vikings, frankly. And, um, uh, you know, Cousins set the standard when it comes to guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks and all the big guaranteed money. Uh, but I don't think he's earned it. And um, I really would be very surprised if uh, the Packers don't win that division pretty easily despite losing Devontae Adams. I'll tell you the guy to watch that will be a key for Green Bay, and that's Robert Tanya, the tight end, because Rodgers loves him. And Rodgers loves throwing the tight ends over the middle. And if Tanya comes back healthy, he could be the leading receiver on that team and uh, be a really important cog for them. Uh, I, I, that division just doesn't inspire me at all. I think the Bears, and, and I think you guys may agree, the Bears may be the worst team in the league. I think the Lions will be improved, but I don't think they'll be pushing anybody to the playoffs. And I'm just not convinced about anything with the Vikings. No, I do think the Barry. I do think the Bears are the worst team in the league. I already put a bet in at a dozen to one for them to have the least wins in the regular season. Can you talk a little bit about this? Forty-six years in the league, they had Jim McMahon. What is with this organization and quarterbacks? I'm sure. I, I think my dad is asking that question to this day. <laughs> uh, there, there's been a bunch of organizations that have struggled to find the right quarterback. Um, it's not just the Bears. Um, and I think, you know, I think Justin Fields could be a good quarterback at some point, but he just has nothing around him that really impresses me uh, enough to think that um, he can make a big difference this year. And then, you know, they're they rebuilding clearly. Uh, they let some of their top players leave or they traded them. You know, Khalil Mack's not there anymore, um, which is, you know, an important uh, debit for that team. The secondary, which used to be pretty good, is pretty shabby now. Uh, and they haven't drafted all that well. 
So all of that adds up to um, more and more um, people in the Windy City uh, wanting to blow the uh, bears out to Arlington and let them move out there in their new stadium if they can get it. So, uh, Barry, we will go to uh, your stomping ground. You live in New York State. Obviously, the team that's getting the buzz in New York State, the Buffalo Bills, a Super Bowl favorite. And all the bookmakers say that they're getting the action here on the summer on the futures market. So, got about 90 seconds left. I want to talk about another team in New York State, even though they play in New Jersey. And that would be the New York Giants. Because this team, if you look, the schedule is pretty easy. I think they rank as the easiest schedule this fall for the 2022 season, Brian Dable in to kind of see if he can rehabilitate Daniel Jones. They've added some receivers and tried to add some help around him. O-line's getting a little bit better. Do you think the Giants maybe could be a dark horse to make the playoffs? I uh, know, but I do think that they could beat out the uh, Washington commanders in that division, but that's about it. They have to find out about Daniel Jones this year. Last year was a waste because Jones got hurt or the offensive line was awful or the receivers were not healthy and um, not productive. And that set them back so far. Uh, and this, again, is a proven year for Daniel Jones. And if they have to start all over again at quarterback, uh, that's, you know, that's just a bad situation for a team that thought they had their guy. Um, I, I think the Giants are one. I don't know what the over-under is on wins for the Giants, but I'd be surprised if they win more than uh, six or seven games. Yeah, I think it's sitting there right around five and a half, too. So. Nice call on that one, Barry. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Again, congratulations. 46-year career covering the NFL, the AP. You take care of yourself. Thanks for the time. Thanks, and I'll tell Evan that I spoke to you. Uh, Very good. I love that. Barry Wilner, again, joining us here. Not a big Giants guy. I'm not a big Giants guy. You like the Giants a little bit. Of the bad teams, I think that they probably have the best chance just because of the schedule setting up and because you have a – quite frankly, a division that I don't think is one of the stronger divisions in the league. I think there's room for Dallas to disappoint and room for Philadelphia not to live up to the hype. Uh, it's a definitely one way to look at that. There's no doubt. I mean, that's just an awful division. We'll see if the Eagles can catch flight this year. We're going to talk some more NFL. Ted Wynn, the athletic. This dude breaks down film. We're going to get some insight on the Raiders and a whole lot more. He's Wes. I'm Holden. Thanks for hanging out with us here tonight on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Nightcap. Holding Christian West Reynolds hanging out with you till 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. Man, I'm, I'm not going to be falling asleep for a while after coming out. It's only a one hour difference, but boy. Mm-hmm. Vegas just keeps you up all night. There's nothing I can do about it. I told you, I got two nights of the Vegas flu now. Every time I try and go to bed, it's just not happening, man. Coming from the East when I first moved out here, it took me about two and a half, three years to kind of transition, actually. Three years? To the time, real seriously, because I was so used to watching games on East Coast time mm-hmm. and uh, not having the 9 a.m. You know, it's kind of ironic. The 9 a.m. start on Saturday for college football seems so early, but, like, the 10 a.m. seems just right on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, there's only a one-hour difference, but it might as well be six hours the difference. It just feels like it's the perfect time. When I lived out here, I was, what, 99, 2000, my first sports radio job. The now-defunct Sports Fan Radio Network. I don't think you really got to be a sports radio diehard to do that, but the game started, what, 10 o'clock out here? Mm-hmm. You're 25 years old. You're going out. You're having a good night before. I mean, just showing up straight up. Go do a six-hour shift and watch the games right after you had a good night tonight. Now I'm sitting here in my 40s. It's not going to happen, my friend. No. It's over. It's over. I need to be to bed by 8. We're past my bedtime. So Discipline. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Discipline? discipline. I've had no discipline on this trip whatsoever. <laughs> so we got a couple games I want to talk about here. And, and we have one final tonight. If you haven't seen the highlights, Aaron Judge, scoreless bottom of the ninth inning in the Bronx tonight. Brady Singer pitched so well for the Royals with cheese, and Judge hits a walk-off home run. So, again, it's between him and Otani-san for the MVP in the American League, and we're looking at Otani. First inning, three singles, got out of the jam with nobody out, did give up a run here. Wes, we got a one nothing lead for the Rangers in the top of the fourth inning. Mr. MVP is going to have to do it all himself again. Yeah, Nathaniel Lowe touched him up for a solo shot, and then Otani strikes out the side after that home run. So now eight strikeouts for Otani. So he's throwing strikes. He's given up five hits, 
but he's got eight strikeouts, so uh, uh, not missing the plate at all tonight, but one nothing going into the bottom of the fourth range. His strikeout prop coming into the game, eight and a half, so you got to be feeling and, pretty good. And I saw some seven and a halves, and man, it was juiced high, and yeah, it was like, like minus 180 and, uh, is what I saw, and I was like, no way am I going to no. lay that, but he's already cleared it, of course. Uh, a couple other finals, by the way. Red Sox do get back to 500, four to two over the Guardians, and Philadelphia was up eight to two, I think, when we started the show, and they ended up only winning eight to seven. Five runs in the bottom of the ninth for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but uh, Dominguez was able to get out of it and uh, get the save. Zach Wheeler gets a win, seven innings. Uh, nice game, only three hits, two earned tonight for Zach Wheeler, eight strikeouts. So Philadelphia, they're one of those teams, if they want to stay in that NL wildcard race, it's like, can they find a bullpen piece or two? Because that's been their Achilles heel, I think, really a lot of the season. Well, sometimes the best bets are the ones that you don't make. And uh, I did not place the live wager on the Mariners and the Astros. Wanted to get the Mariners around 150, 160. Uh, Houston just put up a two spot in the bottom of the eighth. So 4-2 Houston on top. This game of the bottom of the eighth inning. And remember, the Mariners, they had a 14-game win streak snapped by the Astros. The Astros, they swept the Mariners. Then there's the all-star break. Then they go to Oakland, and they get swept by the A's, mm -hmm. and now they're at home. This is one of the best home teams of baseball. They're remarkable. Yeah, no question about it, and it's a different guy every night. Some night it's Alvarez. Some nights it's Gurriel or it's Altuve. Tonight it is Alex Bregman with three of the four RBIs tonight. So four to two, bottom of the eighth. Uh, Astro is going to try to knock down the save here and uh, beat the Mariners yet again. Yes, sir. And you're close to cashing your over. I, mean, I don't want to put the kibosh on. I don't. I'm. I'm not into jinxes and stuff like that, Wes. You're I'm, not a mush. I'm probably the only guy that does not believe in this. I'm not into witchcraft. It's not. No matter what <laughs> I say, it's not going to affect what's going to happen across the world. But if it doesn't cash, you can blame me. Eleven nothing now. Dodgers. Now I got to put all my change from my left pocket to my right oh, pocket God. or do something here. Yeah, eleven runs for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Tyler Anderson still pitching a shutout, three hits and in five innings. So. Yep. Got one more to uh, to go ahead and push it at 12, but uh, bottom of the six, it's having to be the Dodgers do all the damage tonight. 11 zip, man. You're right. Will Smith's just been going bananas, hadn't he? Trey Turner, Trey Turner, three for four, three RBIs, and they're in Coors Field. They haven't had a home run? No. 11 runs without a home run in Coors. Yeah, paper cutting you to death here. The uh, singles and doubles train going for the yeah. Dodgers all night long. Yeah, and Tyler Anderson, here's a guy lefty, came up with the Rockies, Never had a great career. Maybe had a, a couple of nice uh, moments in Colorado, but then he leaves to the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, here we go again. Two six six ERA. People just guys go to the Dodgers and they play well. That's it's as simple as that. Winning begets winning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you go in and you get into a winning culture, and all of a sudden it transfers to you. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, another score update. We finally have runs in San Francisco. Mercedes, a two-run single. So now 2 nothing Gigantes over the Chicago Cubs. Two teams, at least we know the Cubs for sure, are going to be a seller, I think, here at the deadline. Mm -hmm. Are the Giants. Remember, this team won 107 games last year. Now they find themselves two games under 500. Yeah. Giants might end up being one of those teams that you don't think are going to be sellers that end up selling off. I just don't know what you're gonna what you're going to give up at this point that's going to bring back a big haul. Yeah, you're going to have to give up maybe one of your pitchers. You're going to have to give Wood. up Wood, who's on the mound tonight, yeah. by the way, uh, or or Alex or Cobb, or, you know, I don't think they're going to give up Rodon. They just got him and signed him to a big deal from uh, Chicago last year. So probably going to have to give up an arm on that staff. I think they're in a tough spot, to be perfectly honest with yeah. you. You know, none of their everyday players are guys that really stand out. Jock Peterson, I think, could help a, 
a contender. Because, we know that, because they because they over, they overachieved yeah. last year. But yeah. I don't know if people predicted this precipitous of a drop off, even though they're in one of the tougher divisions in baseball. All right, so that's the live baseball board. Let's get back to the college football. College football, the preview guide is out here on VSIN. Check it out, vsin.com backslash subscribe. Wes was one of the uh, many members of our team here at VSIN to come up with just this beautiful, beautiful uh, publication. Again, got through about a third of it today. Probably get through another third of it on the, on the flight home tomorrow, Wes. You wanted to get into the Big Ten, though. No USC, no UCLA yet. So. We will do. We could do that later in the program. We've got time. We got time. We've got time. <laughs> we got all the time in the world tonight. Well, talk to me here. Uh, Big Ten is as as far as a marquee conference. It's just about to take off to another level, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're a Big Ten guy. Ohio State overwhelming favorites, minus two fifteen. Michigan six to one. Wisconsin eleven to one. Penn State sixteen to one. And, and your boys, 300 to one at Indiana. Uh, talk to me here. Ohio State just running away with this thing? Yeah, I think so in the East. I, I, I won't lay the win total necessarily. We had to give a recommendation for every team that we wrote in the betting guide, even if we didn't have a bet on it necessarily. And I think I think it was at DraftKings. Those are the numbers that we used. And Ohio State was like 10 and a half minus 250 to the over. I'm like, well, I'm not going to lay that on a win total because, you know, what if uh, – what if Fields gets hurt or they have a devastating injury? Mm-hmm. Then, then all of a sudden, uh, you're a little bit concerned about that. And plus, I still want to see their defense with Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator coming in from Oklahoma State, step up and see if he can improve these guys. I think he will. So, look, I, I think betting them at anything $2 or less, though, to win the conference is absolutely worth it. I think that they're the best team. They have the most talent. They're recruiting the best. Uh, five stars all over the place for Ryan Day's guys. So, I like Ohio State in the East, but if I'm staying in the East and there were a couple teams that I thought, yeah, maybe they're going to be a little bit more improved over what they were last year. Uh, uh, You did mention Penn State. Mm -hmm. And I I just look, Penn State is kind of, you know, they've fallen off the grid a little bit if you really look at it because this used to be like running back U East and they didn't have a 100-yard rusher in any game last year because the offensive line was poor. And they had a lot of injuries. They were 118th nationally in rushing. I think that that is going to improve in the second year with uh, with uh, Mike Yursich as the offensive coordinator. They do get Sean Clifford back. And once Clifford got hurt at Iowa, this team really went down because I think they started 5-0 and last year. They were number four in the AP poll. They had beaten Wisconsin. They had beaten Auburn. And then all of a sudden, they just went into a tailspin. Penn State's 11-11 and in its last two seasons. That's not good enough in Happy Valley. James Franklin, I think, has got to have a good one and see if they can get to eight or nine wins. I would lean with them over in eight and a half. I think the schedule at least could set up for them. Now, they got a road game once again in conference at Purdue, and that's a little bit of a tricky spot. Purdue can score, and they can really throw the football. Can they get stops, though, against this Penn State offense? Uh, Defense, I think, should be improved. It is Manny Diaz coming in from Miami, taking the D.C. job. Brent Pry now the head coach at Virginia Tech. There's some holes in the front seven, but the secondary is very good. So I can see a little bounce back year for Penn State. And then of the bottom three teams, when you look at the bottom three teams in the East every year, it's either Maryland, Rutgers, and Indiana. Maryland may be able to get to over six because they have a very good receiver duo. Talia Tagavaloa, I think, got better throughout the year, stopped turning it over very much in the final 
several games. Remember that nightmare game against Iowa where you threw five interceptions? Uh, Maryland's got a manageable non-conference schedule, so I would lean with them over six. All right, Wes Reynolds, great breakdown. Again, college football preview is out. Go to vcin.com backslash subscribe. Sign up. It is going to help you with so many things, including your process. No question about it. All right, Wes, we'll come back. Let's get back into the baseball. We'll look at some uh, futures in the American League and the National League champions. Yes, he's Wes. I'm holding the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find all made to order, so you can find all made to order, so you can find all made to order. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 